Bada beam, bada boom. Welcome back. Da 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 da. Cha cha. Ta da ta ta. That's me improving some sound effects with some beat. Don't know too much about it. Anyway, uh, we got comedian Dave Zunoni. Cool guy. I met Dave Zunoni when I first started uh, doing stand up and hitting up the open mics in San Jose. A real chill guy, real cool guy. Um, so. I think it was about time to have him on the podcast. He was, uh, I was thinking, I was like, oh, you know, I, I've, I think I've managed to get all the local comics. But I was like, nope, not Dave Zanoni. I should have thought about it earlier. And uh, I dig his comedy. I dig his personality. Uh, and uh, I think it's great. We had a great talk. So stay tuned briefly for Dave Zanoni. Ta-da-ta-ta-cha-bada-bim-bada-boom. Ta, cha, bada, bada, ha. All right. I, gotta, I should stop doing that. I really should. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the JMS podcast, iTunes, or SoundCloud, or Stitcher. On top of that, hit me a like on Facebook. Go on JMS podcast Facebook page. You'll see a picture of Dave Zanoni. If you're, if you're listening to the conversation, you're like, you know what? I like the way how this guy sounds. And if you don't like using your imagination too much, then you should go to the JMS podcast uh, Facebook and you can see a nice picture of him. And hopefully you will not be disappointed. You can also check out the JMS Podcast Instagram account. Which, are, again, check his picture out. And the Twitter. Yes, tweet at me, JMS Podcast. If you want to send any emails, emails you can email jmspodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out the JMS Podcast website. Boom. What is it? It is jmspodcast.com. Boom. Check out the other uh, episodes on the website. And I got more good stuff there. And it's all there. Any questions and all that, check out the website. All right. I think that's enough of me plugging in everything. I think that's everything. Let's uh, let's head over and let's have a chat with Dave Zunoni. You know Vic Firth drumsticks? You ever heard of that? No. It's, it's like a brand of drumsticks, and the the guy named Vic Firth. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a brand. Yeah. Drumstick brand. And I guess this, as the story goes, he uh, he he was carrying a box of drumsticks and dropped them, and he heard that they sounded different, like they had different pitches when like, they hit like, the ground. Like each one yeah. sounded different than yeah, the other. Yeah, he just heard all kinds of different pitches when he dropped his drumsticks, and so he decided to make drumsticks that have the same pitch. So, like, when you buy them now, it says, like, the perfect pitch. Like, these two sticks were matched based on, like, their density and stuff. How much a difference would it make in the sound? I don't know. but <laughs> Okay. But that's, like, I don't know. That's how he came up with his... That's how he, you know, whatever. How he came up with the idea for the drumstick. I mean... So that's it, kind of, like, a little business story, I guess. Just, like, the way that a, a guy came up with a product. What kind of drummer is he? I don't know. Probably, like, back in the day. I don't know. Like, an orchestra or something. I don't know. Okay, like a jazz drummer, kind of? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you, 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 I know just, you know how you made this product, but you don't know, like... Yeah, it, that's well, all okay. I know about him. <laughs> I just read it in a book one day. Okay. So I, I like shit like that. You like drumsticks? I do play drums. Do you, do you know that? 
I know you played a guitar. We did drums, not so much. Yeah, I, I played drums. Like, oh. I don't know. I, I can kind of play guitar. How long have you been playing drums? Since I was 12. Really? Yeah. Uh, you, you had, like, a full drum kit, or was we just... Yeah, when it? I was 12, I didn't have a full drum kit, but I kind of built one up over a couple years. You know what I mean? Like, just buying pieces. So I was sort of, like, learning on, like, crappy drum kits, and I, me and my friend made a drum kit out of, like, laundry baskets and things like that. Uh-huh. So that's kind of how I learned it. So, yeah, laundry I, baskets. Yeah, so I, I think by, it. maybe, like, a year later, by that time, I had a drum kit, and I was in a band. And what, what influenced you at 12 to do drums? I guess just my me and my friends were all into, like, Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> and Metallica. David Grohl, man. I, yeah. He's big. Yeah, he's basically yeah. It's funny to think of it. He's like big and famous now for Foo Fighters, but uh, well, he's I, like the first drumming influence. I can, I guess I have Nirvana. Yeah, at twelve. Sure, we played the me and my friends played the talent show. <laughs> what is that? Oh, a talent show. Yeah, well, like the seventh grade. What high school did you go to? What high school did I go to? Yeah, I went to St. Joe's in Alameda. St. Joe's in Alameda, yeah. and, and that's the talent show you performed. Well, I was before that. It was at a different school. Okay. Uh, a couple years prior to high school, but yeah. Were you one of the few bands in the school? Or were there too many bands? Yeah, there wasn't a lot at that time. No. Yeah. So you guys stood out. It was yeah. It was mostly like kids dancing or playing piano, and then it was us. Just fucking <laughs> rock really, and rolling. Playing really shitty, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but hey, we we were the best band. Uh huh. And the worst band. Because you're the only band. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'm putting my phone on airplane mode. I would have wanted an interruption in the middle of this. Yeah, me but, neither. But but uh, you you've been playing music much longer uh, than comedy. Yeah. Uh, and you just stuck with drumming all, all across high school. Yeah, I was pretty much always in bands uh, up to this point. Like garage bands. Yeah, I've been in a few. I'm in a band now that's pretty much kind of laid back. Like we play once a week. No. So we're cause since we're old and the dream is over. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, more or less, I was in bands since then. It's just, it's just, blah blah. It's interesting that you were a drummer because a lot of people, when it comes to being in a band, um, the drummer for some reason is known as to be the, the craziest one out of the bunch, uh-huh. and possibly even the coolest one out of the bunch. I don't know about the coolest. I think so. I think I think <laughs> a lot of drummers just hang on the in the back and then just doing your shit. Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, I don't know. When you're a drummer, you're kind of just um, you're not really writing songs. You're kind of making someone else's vision. You're supporting their vision. You know. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of just like, I guess drummers are known to not care <laughs> about the band as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I put less time into it than my bandmates who are you know practicing together and writing songs together when I'm not there you know what type of music do you prefer to be playing drums for uh all the bands I've been in are various types of rock bands right now it's kind of like I don't know it's kind of like a 90s nostalgia Some rock sim- type uh, like, like Guns N' Roses or something along those lines okay that's kind of what I'm in now I don't know I'm not really that proud of, <laughs> I'm not really proud of the band that I'm in at the moment Why back not? in the I don't know. I mean, it, oh, I, we're fine, but... Uh, you must get a lot of chicks. Come on. <laughs> well... Well, older chicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the old chicks at the bar. I don't know. I don't think I, don't think I get a lot of chicks. No? <laughs> Certainly not from that. 
I mean, we play shows maybe I don't know once every what now and again. Mm-hmm. We're just not very dedicated. In the bat in the past, I was in bands that were more dedicated, played more frequently, and were really making a go of it, trying to, you know. And I would like tell people, "Hey, check out my band," but uh, like I said, the dream the dream's over, Jorge. Oh shit! When did it hit you? <laughs> uh, probably once I was in my late twenties. <laughs> you know, is there like a moment? Where you just looked yourself in the mirror? Well, like, it was kind of like, oh, I don't know, to be honest. it was There There was a band that that I was in, and then once that I was, we were into it, and then once that band fizzled out, um, you know, I was it was kind of like, oh, okay. Was like, this I don't the, think I'm going to start another band that, that I'm really going to be into. But was this a band that you stuck with for a while compared to the other bands? The one that, uh, the last good one? I think yeah. we were together maybe four or five years. Okay, and what's like what kind of rock shows were you guys playing? Like big venues, no. medium venues. Yeah, just like bars and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I I, I was just at Woodham's Lounge uh, last night. I checked out a, a uh-huh. small local band, and they're fucking good. Like their pl- the drummer was good, the, the guitarist, bassist. Yeah. It was a three piece band. They played like some. Uh, Mostly hard rock. Uh, they got some jazz into that, like hard rock jazz, you know, kind of. Yeah. Um, the only problem I had was if only the guy didn't sing. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that's the case a lot. Yeah. It's, it's like, easy to find good musicians, but good singers are hard to come by. Right. And, and I would know because, not I wouldn't know, but it's more like I play music and I sing and I play guitar. And I know I am not a good singer. Uh, but at least I hope to compensate by making interesting lyrics at least. Uh-huh. But some people, well, they just don't have interesting lyrics. And uh, yeah. They're just singing and they're, and they're wailing and it's like, oh, God. Yeah, it's like I, cliche. I, I wish it was special about it. Well, again, they were a good band rhythm-wise. You know? Yeah. Like, they, like, if it was an instrumental band, that would have been great. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> but I... But you don't write music at all. You just do the drumming. More or less, yeah. I've written a few songs. Like I, I, I can play guitar and I sort of play guitar, but I've never like performed guitar or done anything serious. So, yeah, I don't really write songs. But you said you wrote a couple. Yeah. What are they about? <laughs> I one of them was like a joke song, that was like a parody of something. Uh, may have had to do with drugs. Not that I would know anything about that. And uh, I don't know what did, what did I, I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> probably <clears throat> probably stupid shit. <laughs> I feel there's a lot more to it. <laughs> no, seriously. I, wrote, I I think I've I've come up with like a few riffs, a few little ditties. Okay. When I play guitar, I usually just play like covers of crap. You know, like I'll hear a song and I'll be like, oh, I kind of want to learn that, and I'll just like look up the tablature and. Sometimes when I come home from late from comedy and maybe it wasn't a good night or something and I'm a little, like, uh, not stressed out but just a little antsy, I'll play guitar and kind of relax. Hmm. That's kind of what the role it serves in my life. <laughs> so you're doing more guitar than drumming now? No, just at home I play guitar, but I, I do the drumming, like, once or, once a week or so with the band. Hmm. So a few old friends. Who are some of your influences in playing drums now? Um, I don't know. I listen to all kinds of shit. <laughs> I listen to like a lot of like instrumental stuff because I listen to it at work, and uh, I still like a lot of rock bands, but I'm not really up on my shit. I'm sort of like stuck in the '90s. Who's uh, instrumentals? Uh, 
like like, like jazz and stuff like right. that. Right. So you you're pretty big like on uh, let's see what's the jazz band, uh, drummer you're into. I don't even know, man. I like this band called uh, The Bad Plus. Bad Plus. I think they're like these like sort of nerdy white guys from New York who are extremely proficient at their instruments. They just play like instrumental shit. I listen to that. I listen to like uh, I like the band Tool. I saw the band Tool like a month ago. Uh, did Did you take any drumming classes? Not really. My friend, I have a friend who he plays guitar and he sort of taught me how to play drums. And then he just sort of gave me the basics and then I just started trying to learn more and more. Hmm. Yeah. Have you seen Whiplash? No. No. Okay. I haven't seen I got I haven't seen any movies. No, you you're staying away from movies. <laughs> I haven't seen a full movie in like two years. Why is that? Mm, I guess I just don't watch them. I don't know. It takes a lot of time, doesn't it? I guess I watch sports. That takes a lot of time. I don't really watch TV. I think or sports movies. would take more time than a film would. Yeah. I guess I yeah I don't really like watch. The, the average sport uh, length will be what three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I find time to do that, but I don't. I don't know. If somebody says, if some, if you and I were gonna hang out, and you're like, "Hey, let's hang out," I'm like, "All right, cool. We're gonna chat. We're gonna talk. We're gonna, we're gonna f- uh, joke around." And then you say, "Oh, you want to sit down for three hours, motionless, and watch a movie?" And I'd say, "No." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. I think that's what it is. Okay. Oh, I did see Django. Did Django and Jane come out in the last two years? I saw that. Like three years ago, maybe. Oh, okay, let's see. Fuck. Two years. It could have been two years. I know. You enjoyed it? Django Unchained? Yeah. Sure, yeah. I like Quentin Tarantino. You? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I like um, Pulp Fiction. That's like one of my favorite movies. Now, if you were to watch movies, would you watch it? You'd much rather watch it in theater as opposed to home. No. No? I hate going to the theaters. Oh, why not? Because f- you, you pay 15 bucks to to have to shut up in public. That's no fun. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's what I'm looking at it. You're shutting up for for two for an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had I've seen good movies in the theaters that have been worthwhile, but like I also remember fucking going to see like Team America: World Police, and like it was so crowded, you, I couldn't even sit next to the people I was with, and uh, people are yelling and hollering during the whole movie. And, yeah, uh, almost like heckling the movie. Yeah, so, uh huh, you know. If I never go to the theaters again, I don't think I'd miss it. Okay. And how long has it been since you were in the theaters? At least two years. I think Django Unchained is the last movie I saw in the theaters. Okay. Yeah. And then, you, know, you were in music for so long. Uh-huh. And it seems like you took it pretty serious at one point in your life. Sure. Sure? Is yeah. It, is that a, Did you take it serious at one point in your life? Like, you were like, as I want to be... As a drummer could take it, yeah. Like, I like, mean, I, I put in the time. Did you want to put music as your career at one point? Yeah, it was kind of a dream, but I never I never uh, risked everything. I was, like, going to college and stuff like that. What college? San Jose State. Or I kind of, I went to a couple colleges, but I ended up graduating from San Jose State. Oh, we had this conversation before. That's right. I, you went to San Jose State, and you studied journalism, right? Correct. And you worked for the paper. Mm-hmm. How was that? That was fun. Um, yeah, it was fun. I don't. Know. I remember being nervous about interviewing people when I started. Like they're like, "Yeah, hey, you just need to go out and like stop people out on the campus and interview them." I'm like, "What? Uh oh, this is 
So uh, once I got comfortable with that, it, that was kind of a nice little uh, life skill to to get over, you know. And uh, yeah, I was into that during the, at the time, and I figured maybe I'd make that my career after college. You were going for the Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna chase stories and interview people. And uh, is there a specific type of stories that you were looking for? Oh man, I guess, um, I guess human interest stories. I guess that's kind of a broad term, but well, let's see, like investigative stories, or do you much? I did try to do that, but uh-huh. I, I got a little turned off by that. I don't think I. I don't think I want to be the. Uh, I don't want to be like the person uh, ruining someone's life by by finding out a story about them or something like that, or not not a person's life, but I don't know. I, I dabbled in all the different things. I wrote columns. I did sports stories. I did investigative stories. I did like cheesy puff pieces, as they call them. So I didn't. I don't know. Puff pieces. Yeah, you know, like what are those? I don't know. Some fucking. A group hosts like an event on campus and like 10 people go and you interview them and they're like it's great it's great it's a great time and it's like you know the story is basically like these kids had an event and it was great <laughs> like that's the story that's it yeah so I did I did a handful of those did you write opinion pieces yeah on what oh they were terrible man I I, I remember I was on the paper during the um 08 election the first Obama mm-hmm. one so I did write political pieces, which sounds f- ridiculous. I can't even believe I did it, you know? Did you pay attention to politics at the time? Yeah. So what's so bad about it? What's so bad about what? But you writing an opinion piece on politics, considering because you're I'm into it. Because I'm stupid, because I don't know anything. Do you think the average American knows anything? No. Then no. then you're right on, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I was caught up in the, the political, like the college... I think that happens to a lot of people. They like go to college or they go to they're of a certain age and they they start taking like a deep interest in politics or something. But really, it's like, what do you even know? I hear you. I'm sure yeah. I I'm I would cringe if I read my columns now. So I also wrote like funny stuff. Like I had I liked being humorous back then and and. Uh, so you feel like you wrote more of satire then? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. So I did that. And I like the ed. I was I was probably better at the editing than the writing than the report. You know, I wasn't like I'm not really a reporter type person. Those are those people are just like comics and musicians. They are there's kind of a type who, who are make make good reporters. And I'm well, not like that. What's but the I, type that makes good reporters? I don't know. It's like uh, it's hard to describe. Um, just nosy fucking people. I you think, guess. You think a lot of comedians are, are nosy? No, no, no. I mean, oh, no, no, no. I think, so the reporter type is the nosy type of person. Okay. I don't know. Comics have their own stereotypes, right? All right. Let's get into that later, but okay. what is the stereotype of a journalism besides being a reporter? I think reporter. just that they're nosy and that they don't, um, they can be like callous, I guess. Like big cold hearted. Yeah. 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 Like the, like the go for the facts. And I remember actually, this was kind of a thing. Shortly after finishing the journalism stuff at San Jose State, I was actually interviewed for TV news. I was working out over at Pizza My Heart, and like the this NBC, I think it was NBC News, came and they wanted to interview somebody who had just recently graduated but didn't have a, a pro professional job. So they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the Dave's perfect. Yeah. You need a sad sack <laughs> with a degree and nothing else." This guy. So, You're going to be on TV as the guy yeah, who can't find a job. I should have 
I, I, to, to this day, I wish I would have told them no. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, fine. And so they asked me these questions, and on, on a few of them, I gave like in depth kind of answers that actually explained my situation. Mm-hmm. And and then I saw the news piece, and they you know they took like the one line where I'm I'm just like yeah I forget what I said I think I said uh, <laughs> yeah I think I said uh, uh, yeah they're like they're like oh why why are you working here and I'm like well because I need the money and that's it like, yeah they just they just simplify the story and I was like those motherfuckers Is and I'm it? like so you know they don't give a shit they came in looking for a certain story they just needed somebody to kind of fill the role yeah it's not like I was gonna suddenly shift the focus of their story because of my brilliant answers or anything so yeah I, I'm sure people felt like, and I know people felt like that I remember one time I pissed off some guy I wrote a story and he didn't he didn't really think I I, I uh, represented him well and he called me on my cell phone was I don't a know story how I got about... my cell phone number it was just like an event uh, it was like a college you know a student event he lost his shit over a student event yeah, yeah, basically, I think he wanted the story to really make it sound like they did a great job. It was like I think it was like their annual event, so it's something that they look forward to and that the kid, that the students plan for a lot. And I didn't write a bad story, but I didn't make it sound good either. I think I had a couple people who were quoted saying like, "Oh, you know, last year's was better" or something like that. Uh-huh. And I don't know how he got my cell phone number, but oh, shit. the day that it was published, I get a call at like 10 a.m. And I'm like, you know, a college kid living in like a, a room like the size of a toilet or a, of a porta potty. And I get, what the fuck is this? I'm like, hello. He's like, is this David Zignani? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what? You know, he basically gave me shit for writing a story. You know what I mean? So it's basically, anyways, journalism. Sounds like a real dick. Like, I don't know. Like, for him to be like, all right, this is not good enough. Yeah. I need you to bullshit it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because isn't that what journalism, journalism is about? It's not advertising necessarily. I guess that's what he wanted. He wanted a free advertiser pretty right. much. Pretty but, much. But you, you go in there and you're like, hey, do people actually like this shit? Yeah, yes yeah. or no? You think it's better than last year? Well, fucking A. Maybe he should work on that. Right. And for him to lose his shit over something so, I think, pretty small. I mean... Thank you for your support. Uh, well, yeah. well, <laughs> well, I think some people just can't take criticism on that level. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like... Um, and I get it because I remember I ran the film club at De Anza uh-huh. and someone wrote a piece on us on the, for the De Anza newspaper. They fucked up a little bit, but it wasn't enough for me to be like, I need to call this fucker. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, well, whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it, it's funny that you mentioned that the, the you got interviewed on TV for a soundbite. Yeah. It, it, the media is fucking... It's, it's both great and fucking crazy dangers at the same time because how they manipulate a story yeah and they already come up with an agenda and there's people who are like oh they really want to know about me Uh that's crazy I think and now it's worse because everything's so uh, digital and it's on the internet and never goes away but if you're on the TV news yeah 20 years ago or something you would just be on that night and maybe like your aunt would see you on TV because she was watching but other than that it's just like gone you know That's right. now it's like that my interviews like on the internet you what's know? even worse is you got people who have blogs who think they're reporters that's true too and then like god knows yeah you know it's funny that you mentioned because I got interviewed for a Spanish channel at San Jose State and mm-hmm. I fucked that up is that right yeah you, you think yours is embarrassing <laughs> okay me I was walking across <laughs> campus and some shit went down across the street from, from San Jose State where it, it involved I think a stabbing maybe okay and it was, I think it was from Telemundo. They're like, we're looking. They're looking for students who speak Spanish to kind of, you know, for the TV to be like, oh, how do you feel about a crime happening so close to your campus? 
So he, go, he goes, the guy go, comes up to me he, and he goes, Hablo Espanol, do you speak Spanish? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He goes, oh, can we, are you a student here? I'm like, yeah. So, All right, can we, uh, we'd like to be interviewed briefly about how you feel about the violence around your campus. Okay. And in Spanish. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, sure. And as soon as they turn the camera on me and the guy starts reporting and he turns the camera like towards me to, to talk, my mind went blank <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't speak Spanish. So, so uh, for a good like minute, I'm like, I'm like, like trying to uh, correlate the proper Spanish words right, right, right. to to convey how I feel about it, you uh-huh. know. And the guy's just looking at me like, 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 like he's smiling <laughs> for the TV, but his eyes, you could see like this uh-huh. motherfucker's fucking it up for me. And I was like, so I just ended it quickly. I'm like, okay, uh, 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 yeah, and that's how I feel. And the guy's like, thank you, buddy. Keep moving. So did they use it? I have no idea. The oh, yeah. they did, we're like, oh, a handicapped student feels this way about the situation. Right. He couldn't talk. Are you are you a feel, uh, fluent Spanish speaker? I mean, not. I want to say yes, meaning I could hold a conversation with someone in Spanish, but not to the sense of like full on. You know, if they, if, if they were to tell me, can you give a speech for a Spanish thing? I don't think I could do that. Right. You know, uh, or so I'm, I, I like to say yes and no, like in between. Like, yeah. like I, I, I talk Spanish, but anything formal, not so much. I got you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wouldn't, if I, if I was in your situation, I wouldn't want to bet, bet on, on Spanish TV. Yeah. You know, I didn't <laughs> know why I even did it. I, I, I didn't, I, looking back at it. I know. I, I would encourage people and whoever, whoever is listening if somebody wants to interview you say no <laughs> you know right yeah okay and they're gonna, uh, they're gonna take the the part they want and that's it and you stopped well you graduated with a journalism degree uh uh-huh. did you try to get get a career in journalism uh yeah um I had like internships before I graduated what I should you, say one internship what did you internet San Mateo Daily Journal how was that? That's interesting. Eh, it was about the same as the college newspaper. I was kind of like just a low-level reporter doing like the low-level stories and probably producing a low-level product. <laughs> what kind uh, of stories happened in San Mateo? I did like the be- I think the biggest thing I did was there was like a mayoral race, um, and I think I interviewed some guy who won the I guess a spot on the city council, and so there was like a big. They had they had like a big party with cake and everything. And, uh, was he a cool guy? He was fine. I don't know. He was like a politician, so yeah, he kind of knew up. the deal. He's like yeah. you know, he was nice enough. So I don't know. That was kind of lame. I, I I think I t- I had a few job interviews uh, for newspapers, but um, I can't exactly remember the timeline. But yeah, I never I never did anything professionally in journalism after college, so. I became a, I was a I worked for a website. That was my first professional job as a writer and editor. Which website? Uh, education.com. That's interesting. What's the story behind that one? Uh I just wanted to I mean I still wanted I, I guess uh, I was still trying to look for writing jobs, but I didn't really I wasn't really into like the newspaper thing anymore, so I was trying to figure out I was looking everywhere for a job where I can basically be like, "Hey, I know how to write and edit. Give me a job." And so I ended up going to education.com, which is like a website where you people subscribe and then they can download all the worksheets that they want. 
and like there's also like parenting articles and educational articles and things like that on the website so I worked there I, I didn't like it no <laughs> no what was wrong with it um I don't know man there's a lot of, uh whatever's wrong with what anybody's workplace the same th- I felt the same things that most people feel about in their work Sometimes like Being along with oh your... I'm not appreciated or oh, yeah. okay. oh this isn't you know the day to day work isn't very fun you know so that's when I and then I started doing comedy <laughs> I was working there and I was bored you know life was boring and so I it was while I was working there is when I started doing comedy to try to make life funner more fun where did you start doing comedy at uh. Where? Yeah. Well, here, I mean, I was living in San, or I am, I was, I'm, I was living where I am living now, which is in San Mateo, and I, uh, so here. I mean, what was the first? What was my stage? first mic? Yeah. Uh, La Rocca in San Francisco. Fucking hey, I went there once. Yeah. I was cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that mic. It's too bad that uh, I guess I don't really have a mic there anymore. No more. Oh, dude, I, I, I really like like how the bar. Is at the corner, like some funky looking corner, like like uh-huh. pretty narrow corner. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like the vibe in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, La Rocas. Yeah. All right. Who, who? And that's the first time you did it. Yeah. How did it go? Pretty terribly. Why? Because I didn't know how to do comedy, <laughs> and also I was up at the end of the night, and there was no, you know, there's hardly anyone in there. Is the end of the night. And yeah. Yeah. Usually how it goes. Yeah. I kind of learned quickly how how comedy can be. Now, it's, it's not funny all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not, nothing funny about being in a bar one in the morning with eight men. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Well, <laughs> out of your boredom, why did you choose comedy? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, fuck. I guess I for a while I wanted to do comedy, but I didn't have the balls to, to go and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'd wanted to do comedy for maybe about a year before I actually started, and I just kind of it was just sort of in my head, and uh, yeah, it was in your head for a year. I'd say so, maybe less, maybe six months. I th- I think I started uh, I started trying to just record myself talking, like mm-hmm. if I was home alone for a while, I would just turn on the computer and just record myself like trying to make shit up. <laughs> do you feel like you're naturally a funny guy? Uh, I don't know. I think I naturally have a different sense of humor than most people. Uh-huh. I mean, everyone. That's that's a stupid statement. Everyone's got a unique sense of humor, but um, yeah, I got I have a strange sense of humor, so I don't. I wouldn't call myself a funny guy. No. Okay. I think I was funnier back in the day. I think now that I'm a crotchety, crotchety adult. Right. I'm less funny. Age does that to you. <laughs> yeah, and also going out to open mics and and hanging around comics almost every night uh, makes me a less funny person than when I was like spending more time hanging out with just like friends and things like that I don't know yeah it's it's actually a pretty common uh, notion that that usually say that comedians for a while once you're into it it's like you, you're having a harder time finding things funny because you're constantly surrounded by comedians you're constantly watching uh, yeah. jokes and for you at some point becomes white noise yeah and so sometimes it can be a little difficult to be more receptive or get feedback of your own jokes because of it. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Um, 
Well, I certainly, uh, I guess I'm not, your standard becomes higher for what's funny. Like if some guy at my workplace tries to make a joke, I'm think I'm already thinking like, oh, is that joke good enough to tell on stage? I, I can't just enjoy the joke like a normal person. <laughs> right. You, you know an- I mean? over analyze it. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'll, you know, if I see some some dope just being funny and people are laughing in a social situation, I'm like, this fucking amateur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not funny, you know. Uh, but don't you feel there's a bit of envy in that when you see others just killing it? Like, like in, in real life in real life with a group of friends and you're like you know what I don't think I'm that funny but like fuck this guy he doesn't do what I do on stage I suppose so <laughs> and you know what else too but the, the place I work now is like a big company and so when they have events uh, you know they'll have like people come up and maybe do a little speech to, to recognize someone for their good work or something and while they're up there they're trying to crack a few jokes and everyone's like pleasantly like laughing like ho 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 you kind of hear those like pleasant laughs yeah. and I'm just like this guy <laughs> He just wants to. He wants to have like a fifteen-second fantasy as a being a comic. He wants to go up and tell jokes. Have and you every, told jokes at your work? No. No. Do I? Oh, I mean, you mean just like when I'm at work, just hang, just no, talking with my. Like, would you ever consider doing stand-up for your an event at your job? I don't think that they would ask me. No. But, <laughs> so I never really thought about it. But if they did, I mean, I t- I'll, I'll work. I'll practice my jokes on my dir- on the coworkers who I work with directly. Yeah, because I'm like friends with them. But they give you good feedback. No, they think I'm. Re- they think I'm a retard. <laughs> <laughs> but you do them anyway, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very funny, dude. <laughs> I never. They're never. They're, they're never like, man. I want to see you do comedy. I bet you're good. Mm. They, they don't say that. You know, they're kind of like, well, you do comedy. All right, whatever. I guess you're gonna look tired tomorrow when you walk when you come in half hour late. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, you mentioned earlier that there's comedy types. Mm-hmm. Can you emphasize on that? Uh, I mean, I don't really know. I think one cool thing about comedy is that, as you know, we see so many different people, and everyone is very, very different. But so I don't know that I would generalize and say comics are all the same or anything like that. But I know that some people say that, and. Uh, so, anyways, I guess I guess this. What is this? I don't know. What's the stereotype of a comic like? You brought it up. You tell me. I guess the stereotypes are wanting attention, attention whores, uh, can't shut up, uh, <laughs> always think they're right. <laughs> you feel that's true? I don't know. I think comics. I really don't want to generalize and say something that I would listen to. The, I don't want to listen to this later and be like, I can't believe I said that stupid comment. But um, I think that comics are kind of like amplified regular people. Like we do and th- we think a lot of the same things that everyone else thinks, but we're more open to saying it, I think. I think after you do comedy a little bit, you become very open about just like saying what's on your mind or saying something about yourself that's embarrassing. And whereas a lot of other people walking around who do other things are uh, maybe more guarded, mm-hmm. so I think that comics are are just normal people that have no like f- have less of a filter. What do you think? Is that fair? Yeah, I, I can see some valid points there. Yeah. Um, now, do you feel that's something you developed as well when you got into comedy? Like, do you feel like you're you have less of a filter now than you did before? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> how, how big of, of a change? 
I don't know, man. It's hard to say because, you know, we also, you know, doing comedy isn't the only thing that changed in my life over the past couple of years, right? It's like you're changing as a person also. So it's hard to say, like, what changes you see in yourself are from comedy or, and what are just from, like, you know, living and other things that are going on in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. But here's the interesting I want to go to. Okay. Because you you came from a music background. Uh-huh. So you, you being on stage is nothing new. Okay. So I'm wondering if that was an easier transition for you to, to go from music to comedy. Mm. I don't think so. Uh, maybe very little, but I don't think so because it's a whole, it's a different ball game. And then also I was playing drums. So uh, if I'm nervous, for instance, about a show playing drums, you're not really going to notice as long as I just sort of get the notes in the right spots. Maybe if I was like a singer, maybe that'd be a, a little bit, be- that'd be a better parallel singer and comedian because as a singer you have to maybe like feel it a bit more you know and if you're nervous maybe people can tell a little easier um but you know uh the thing about the thing about music and comedy for me that i notice is it it didn't really prepare me for like being nervous on stage or going on stage and exposing my soul to every, to all the people but uh it did warm me up to things like I remember when I would play a show, you know, when you play a music show, there's no there's no bombing. You don't bomb as a band, right? Like you do as a comic. So everyone always has good things to say to you after the show. And so I would play a show and people would say, Hey, you guys did a great job. We really enjoyed it, blah blah blah. And I noticed that like other musicians who I played with would really get like a big head about that, be like, Oh man, we kicked ass, everyone loved it and I'm and I'm I was thinking, Well, I think they just say that and so I think I got warmed up to the idea of not trying not to get a big head about doing well on stage when you're a comic. So if somebody says like, "Hey, you did a great job," I'll try to be nice and say thank you, but I don't really like, I don't let that get in my head too much. That's the thing I think about when I think about having done music. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, I mean, it, I was nervous. It's I I didn't feel like when I got on stage doing stand up that I was prepared for it at all. You know. Mm. It's just I was just a newbie like everybody else. Now you said that your first stand-up uh, mic was terrible. Uh huh. So what made you keep doing it? I think I knew I would be terrible. I mean, I I think I I was aware of the idea of like you're gonna suck when you start and it's gonna be tough and you're gonna you know what I mean I was comfortable with that all that stuff. Um, so I just kind of expected for it to be bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So and and I was confident that I was like I'll figure that I'll I'll figure it out you, a little you, bit. You didn't have any friends in the crowd. Oh, my friend did. Come. I have a friend who uh, who did come. Actually, I I invited him specifically so that I wouldn't like bitch out. Why? Because he, he's the type that would push you up there. Yeah, he's like a good friend. A good yeah, and he, I just wouldn't have wanted to. Uh, I if I went by myself, maybe I would have just signed up signed up and then left mm-hmm. at some point because you're waiting for two hours you have a lot of time to think about it right mm-hmm. but if because I had him I wouldn't want him to see me bitch out so I knew I wouldn't bitch out if, if I brought him so didn't make it didn't make it it's not, it's not like it helped the uh, performance at all no. you know it's not like he was like laughing for me no in fact I remember looking at him and he wasn't laughing <laughs> oh shit yeah you had that look at his face like oh why my friend with this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> and now I, he's actually he lives in LA now but he's supposed to come up soon and I'm like oh I might have a show that night and he's like okay sounds good yeah I guess we'll have dinner and then you can go to the show oh wow okay. <laughs> you know what I mean he says, he's like he's like not interested now do you feel like because uh, you've mentioned something interesting in music and, and comedy and that is in music there's a lot more support there even if you're not that great people will go to you and be like hey you know you did a good job mm-hmm. um, and that's something I noticed too when I tr- do music it's like people are more receptive to positive feedback yeah, as opposed to comedy, uh, you know, you really, you really, besides your peers, your comedy peers who will back you up, but like it's 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 really hard for I feel to get like a genuine, legit compliment of of, <laughs> of your set. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, but I think it's it's interesting. Uh. Because you were in music for a while when you were young. I keep referring to that because I still feel there's some roots there that, that I feel you could touch on. And one of those roots possibly is, did your family support you when, when you did music young? Like, they're like, yeah, go do it, son. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they weren't, like, way into it. But, yeah, they were they were, they were supportive. So how do they feel now that you're in comedy? Uh, They're supportive of that, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've had a few interests, so they're just kind of like, oh, whatever, whatever you're doing, you know. Like, I guess this is your latest interest. <laughs> they just, you know, I don't know. They have your siblings? I have an older brother and a younger sister. You're in the middle? Yep. Do they go to your shows? My brother saw, actually, they've each seen me once. Yeah. Parents? They've never seen me. They say they want to come see me. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't really want them to see me when I'm doing, like, my like putting my best foot forward because when I put my best foot forward I'm talking about like probably dirty shit that I wouldn't want them to come see me do but I'm not opposed to them seeing me but they just have never seen me hmm yeah you? your dad comes your dad's seen you do stand up yeah yeah he's a hard critic of mine is that right? yeah (laughs) why is that? I don't know. You gotta ask him. I don't know. Like, I remember when I, when I did the improv, he came. Uh-huh. And he told me that uh, I did, he, he would score, like, he would score me out of 10, you know. Uh, he gave me a grade of 4. <laughs> oh, man. And it's funny, because I wish I killed it. Like, I, like, I, sure. think I, I think I'm pretty sure I killed it. Uh-huh. I feel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and yeah, only to go home and be like, yeah, you're like a 4 out of 10. That's, so. that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, well, in all, in all honesty, being uh, being uh, amateur new comics like you and I are, uh, you know, if you get a four out of ten doing comedy, something that we've just started doing, you know what I mean? That's that's actually kind of good, isn't it? I guess you, you could look at it. <laughs> I don't know, but it's like your family, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. You, you you figure your family would sugarcoat a bit more, or bullshit you a little bit more about your work yeah to support you but not my family they're pretty <laughs> tough <laughs> well comedy's there's a comedy's rough like that and that's when that's one good thing about it is that there's no sort of you can't sugarcoat if somebody has like a bad set like everyone knows it was a bad set you're not gonna even attempt to try to sugarcoat it you know what I mean mm-hmm. that, and so comedy uh, comedy there's like a truth and a, and a justice to comedy that way you know 
Like let's not let's not say that that show was good. That show was bad. You know, like you can do you can't do that with uh, something I talked to uh, Bertie Holt about. I think I talked about it on his podcast, but he says that he feels like stand up. It's like something about truth. Yeah. That that when you go to a stand up show, there's a lot of truth in that. And yeah. I said I I agree, but I think the real truth in comedy is at the open mics. Uh huh. Because I I think you really got to see someone both kill it at an open mic and bomb. Uh-huh. At, at an open mic yeah I, I think and sometimes you could bomb and kill it with the same joke you know what I'm saying of course and, and yeah there's something interesting about that as, yeah as opposed to a song it's like you know if you're playing a song that everybody knows as long as you're playing it fairly okay people will love it sure yeah but with with comedy it's like it's it's like a hit or miss mm-hmm yeah you can't really go back and adjust the rhythm you can't really go back or yeah you know what I'm saying yeah I mean yeah it's <laughs> comedy's cool like that I mean I like the idea that like I'm gonna do comedy tonight like I'm excited to go do it and, and I think I'll do well but there's a chance that I won't like I have to I have to make sure that I'm gonna that I'm gonna work hard when, when I'm you know that I'm gonna be focused or something like that like it's not like a given that you're that you're just gonna have a good time. You have to make you have to, uh, you you have to get your mind ready to perform and then and try to do your best to try to, you know, have a set that you can feel good about. You know, you can't just you can't just assume it's gonna happen. What are some of your comedy influences? Comedy influences. Um, Mitch Hedberg is, was a big influence. Yeah. I was I was lucky enough to be aware of him at a pretty young age. So were your parents into stand up? Your dad? No. Who or your older brother? Did he introduce you to stand up? No. I don't know how I don't I can't remember when my first like exposure to stand up was, but probably just uh watching T V here and there. I don't know. And you caught Mitch Hubberg on T V? Yeah. There was this thing called uh, I think it may have been called Comedy Showcase. It was like on a Friday or Saturday night, really late at night, like two in the morning or something like that. Not HBO? No. Comedy Central? Uh, it wasn't Comedy Central either. I think it may have been like NBC. Oh, okay. Maybe I should look it up. But that was the first time I saw. So, yeah. So I saw Mitch Hedberg on that. It was just like this show where like they had comics up for probably five or six or seven minutes each, and most of them were people that you never seen, or they weren't hugely famous or anything. And Mitch Hedberg was on that. And then I, I remember like laughing my ass off and thinking, "Wow, that's really different." And then a few years later, when I was like in high school, I somehow found out who he was again. And this time, I actually found out his name and and got his got my hands on his on his album and things like that. So, yeah, I wasn't like a comedy nerd. As some people are like, oh, I, was a, I loved comedy forever. I I wasn't really like that. I was just sort of like aware of it and would enjoy it from 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 time to time, you know. That's interesting. Wow. Anybody else? Norm Macdonald is my is my favorite comic. I don't yeah. know if he, if he was like an influence, but I like him. I like Stephen Wright. I like uh, Robert Schimmel. I like uh, Louis C.K. So I like a lot of different comics. I don't know. That's wow. who's your favorite comic? Me? Yeah. Oh, I have so many. I have so many. It it depends. It, it it not just depends on what kind of comedy, but it depends what decade. I I, yeah. I I like very classical comics. Yeah, like I I really like I dig Woody Allen's older stand up stuff. Wow. Um. Also, uh, uh, Don Rickles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but even go back if you watch like I I, I consider if, if Buster Keaton could do stand up I think that would be cool because I love watching his comedy films Who? Buster Keaton like super old oh man I've never even uh, heard that name well he, he didn't do stand up but he was a good comedy uh, persona okay because I think in stand even stand comedy there's a certain persona you're putting up with uh-huh. up there yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's like I think I mean I think for me if there's a comedian that I would say that I, I would actually pay money to go see um, I think Bill Burr is a big influence yeah yeah he's fantastic uh, Bill Burr uh, growing up though growing up in a, in a Latino household I was exposed more into like um, George Lopez I, I, George Lopez was a big influence of mine uh huh Although I don't really do the same content he does, um, but now yeah, Bill Burr, uh, I like Lewis Black, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But Bill Burr for me is is top notch. Yeah, and the thing is, that guy, because uh, you mentioned filters, he has no filter, right? But the way he thinks of shit and the way he he store he like retells like memories or, or or stories is fascinating yeah like he has a podcast that's just him by himself usually yeah, yeah. and he'll entertain your ass for like an hour i loved what listening to him you know he's a patriots fan yeah and i'm and i was i'm into football and so right after the patriots lost in the playoffs the following podcast was him and I, the first half hour or so was just him talking about the game and i i really enjoyed it <laughs> uh Mark better than Mar- any sports talk yeah, Mark Marin is uh, I also love a lot. Uh huh. Yeah, me too. Um, because th- I think that that's kind of a way I love to approach stand up is more of a storytelling, almost m- lack of a better word, memoir kind of thing. It's like when you listen, you listen like life stories of theirs. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much of 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 of. Uh, of um, What's the word I'm looking for? You know, set up punchline. Set up punchline. Right. Because I don't think I do very well with that. Okay. And that's something I'm still working on to develop that skill. Because I think it's still a very important skill uh, to to do jokes or set up punchlines. For them, it's like, all right, here's what's up. Here's here's the story of something. Here's a concept. And they dove into it. And it's like you're on this long, uh, you know, journey with them. And you're laughing along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah Louis C.K., uh-huh. Uh great great great. And the thing uh, it's going to sound weird. But feel free to pitch in whether you agree or disagree. Okay. But I think I I'm geared those comedians necessarily is cuz for me they represent very philosophical uh 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 mindsets. Like they're actually expressing an opinion. Yes. Yeah. And it's an opinion that I feel is, is it's fascinating. Like not once I'm like, oh, they're talking about that. Because, you know, like, in, in our level, we hear usually the same concepts. Okay. Usually. And to hear from them, from like, they think about things that I didn't even think about. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, there's, I mean, you can approach comedy in a billion different ways, right? But, yeah, it is, I do like comics that um, express an opinion or make you think of something. And maybe later you, you actually think about your stance on that. Uh, whatever it was he was talking about and, and then there's also comedy that has no expresses no opinion whatsoever and it's just you know funny so everybody's uh, different but uh, 
<laughs> That's a shitty reaction. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what if it would be a suitable reaction to that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I enjoy, like, you know, you know. Do you like Bill Hicks? Oh yeah. So Bill Hicks was cool. I remember when I first heard Bill Hicks, I was like, "Well, that's pretty cool that this guy can say all this shit and he's expressing things that, and the crowd's like disagreeing with him and stuff like that." And I thought that that was super, super cool. That fucker was a mercenary, man. That guy will go into crowds and. He knew that they would not like his shit, but he would have the balls to still perform. Yeah, he, he had a lot of uh, conviction. And he would get heckled. He didn't give a shit. He would yeah. kick people out of fucking, you know, yeah. comedy venues. Uh, yeah, Bill Hicks. Yeah. So I like I like Bill Hicks. or I, w- I would say I was inspired by that when I first heard it, but it's not like I'm going to listen to Bill Hicks just to, like, enjoy it now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I don't think... I'm not going to, like, laugh at it. But it's awesome that... I'm glad that I was exposed to him back then because uh, I was like, wow, you can actually do that? That's that's awesome. And now we're, and then you're talking about, like, comics like Bill Burr, Louis C.K., who sort of merged the two, I think, better, right? Like, mm-hmm. expressing an opinion and having a lot of conviction and you want to share uh, a stance on something and then also sprinkling enough jokes in there that it's... That it's super enjoyable this is how fucking good Bilber is I'm sure you heard about this where in Philadelphia they had this uh, this um, I think it was a comedy festival and uh, people were drunk and there were everybody was heckling all the comedians performing okay and these were like big top tier okay comedians in Philly and Bilber is like fuck that like I'm not gonna let this you know, happened to me. I'm gonna get up there because everyone was getting heckled before him. Okay. So he went up there and he went on a 10 minute rant, just talking shit to the crowd about them and their city and their sports teams. Okay. And for he, he goes like, you know what? Fuck you guys for 10 minutes. I'm just gonna keep talking shit about you guys. And he does it for the 10 minutes. And before you know it, at the end of it, he got a standing fucking ovation. Yeah. Because it's probably funny as hell. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, he's like, I don't, you know, because here... Was he like the headliner and they were all there to see them and they weren't really showing respect to the other comics? No, because you know, like, some comics go on tour together. Uh-huh. Like, you know, and so I think it's, it's like, uh, you know how they have the, what's it, the oddball comedy yeah, shit yeah, yeah. that travels around the shoreline? Yeah, yeah. I think it was like one of those. Okay. Huh. Because, you know, like, in our level, they say, hey, even if you're bombing, just stick to, you know, improv, crowd work maybe, but, like, stick to your guns or, or stick with your fucking jokes. Uh-huh. And this guy just threw his jokes out the window and went on a yeah. huge riff. Yeah. It's probably easy in Philadelphia. It's kind of like a, from what I understand, kind of a hostile place. How, how do you feel about crowd work? I don't really see you do it as much. Do it, Yeah, I guess I don't do it a lot. I think I would do it more if I had like more stage time, but if I'm going to do like an open mic where I'm only on stage for five or ten minutes, I hate to do crowd work and then suddenly I'm getting the light my set's over. Like it kind of wastes time. You, know? you, you do with hecklers are interesting too. Is that right? Yeah. Because you actually let them talk. <laughs> you, uh, you, you, like I, I've seen it a couple of times where a heckler will say something and you're like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you just let them rant. <laughs> Have I done that? I guess so. Well, how do you feel you do it? I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't, uh, I think some people think it's freaking hilarious for someone in the crowd to say something and then for the comic to come back with like a mean, like really quick, 
like people, some guy with like a quick comeback, like, oh yeah, yeah, I had your, uh, had your mom's vagina in my mouth last night. You know what I mean? So like something, I don't know, that's a bad example, but I think some people think that that's like hilarious, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big like fan of that. So I'm not, I'm not hoping to have like a great comeback and like, you know, make this guy like feel bad or something. Although if he's actually heckling me or t- talking during my set, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like liking him. But I, I also don't think it's going to be funny if I like shit on him. So I guess maybe that's why I do that. I don't know. I wish. Can you do you, where? I want. I want to know what you're specifically talking about. Was this like at Friscotti? Friscotti. I've seen you do it at Woodham's. I've huh. seen you do it. Caravan. Where know. somebody gets involved and I'm just like kind of like, okay, like I'll ask a follow up question. <laughs> yeah, once or twice. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not quick on my feet with like insults. So I think that's what a lot of people go to is like a quick on their feet kind of response and 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 to show like oh to show that you're the quicker, funnier person. Right. But uh, I'm not really that type of person. So I usually just like. I guess I would just like to kind of diffuse it and then move on. But unless it's funny, I mean that to me that's the only thing. Like I think a lot of people think of like stand up as like oh don't get embarrassed by a heckler or something like that but I'd rather be I'd rather look like a fool and still be funny than to uh, than to look like an asshole and shut some guy up hmm. not a big fan of insult comedy huh I guess so yeah roasting you're into roasting am I into roasting no mm-hmm. <laughs> seems to be a trend lately around here yeah, yeah I haven't done the roast I would only roast somebody if I like them yeah. So I, I don't want to get paired up with somebody who I hardly know. Yeah. And now I'm gonna make jokes about them. Like, yeah, I would roast Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. And you hang out with Kyle quite a lot. I like Kyle. You guys are like the di- dynamic duo. That's tr- and then f- there's Faco. It's more of a threesome. Threesome. Yes, that's right. Faco's in the mix. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. But. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. me, Kyle, and Faco. You know, three sweet boys. How's it working with those two? I like those two. They make beat by comparison. I really look like an asshole next to those two. You look like the straight guys. man with those two. Yeah. Well, with Kyle especially, when you guys hang out, you're like the straight man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Just the way you guys uh, interact with each other. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like those two. It's good to. It's. It's nice to. Uh, to be with friends when you do stand up, you know. I think that's very important. Yeah, it, it helps like pass the time and stuff like that because, you know. So, mm. good friends are hard to come by. That's so true. I got a couple of them right there. That's true. Yeah. Do you feel like when you're in bands, like you're like fuck these guys? In bands? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's easy to get it's easy to get uh, in fights in a band, but I was always I was I think I was always friendly with everybody I was in bands with, if at least in bands with for a while. I had a I had a good friend who actually kind of lost his mind a little bit and he was really tough to deal with and by the time I was done being in a band with him I didn't really want to be friends with him much what happened to his mind? oh I don't know he just (laughs) that's a funny question what happened to his mind? he uh I don't know man he's got he he, he had some serious issues but so he was just and then the band situation sort of uh, uh, amplified that so like he was going through some like mental shit? Yeah, yeah. Drugs? Uh, I think maybe he, he did a little bit of like he smoked pot. Okay. 
He did. I, I think he maybe he would have. Maybe he was a little crazy. Anyways, but the point is, you know, hey, it's easy to get into fights in bands. But I was usually in. I was usually friendly with people in bands. Dude, I think you got to be a little crazy to be a comedian, musician, or in general, an entertainer where, uh-huh. you're, where you're on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a sense of craziness that you need to be, uh, say, hey, fuck the norm of me doing my work or whatever society expects from me. I'm going to express myself in this way and give give myself out to a crowd that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's a sense of craziness. You don't think you're crazy? <laughs> Do I think I'm crazy? I think I'm crazy. Yeah, I I think uh, I think I'm about a I'm I'm appropriately crazy. I'm about as crazy as most people. I think everybody's a little crazy. See again, you, you, you so you're telling me you're you're just like an average crazy. Uh, maybe more than average. I don't know. No such thing. I think everybody's crazy on some certain level. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds like a connotation to call someone crazy or self crazy, but I don't think so. I think, uh, I guess people call it just a unique factor in you. But I think. No, I think you you got to be a little fucking nuts to do yeah, what we do. Maybe, yeah. You know? This fucking podcast. We're broadcasting to people, to I strangers. Know. It's a weird thought in my head. It's like, holy shit, there's some people out there listening how I talk, probably judging the way I talk, probably judging the questions I ask, my, you know? So there's a bit of insecurity, uh-huh. but why do I keep doing it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why are you here as my podcast guest, knowing full well of... of yeah. You know, I don't know. I, bet, I, I think I might be asking myself that on, on the way out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, but but I'm trying to convey that. Yeah, I think we're all crazy. You know what it is? I think, and I don't disagree with you, but I guess I'll add to it. I think that uh, I like to think of it as fun loving, <laughs> because fun loving. Because to me, maybe somebody who's not crazy, who's normal, you know. Uh, who uh, goes to work for eight hours and then goes home and watches TV and makes dinner and uh, and sleeps on their back? Yeah, uh, you know, and brushes their teeth at night. Uh, not- that's not that's not fun. That's a little crazy to me to live to to live life so routinely and to not try to have. I think those people fun. are. I think those people are crazier than us. Right. That's yeah. I I, I think to to. I mean, God knows. I don't know. Maybe in five years, I'll be that guy with a nine-to-five job. I don't know. But uh-huh. I honestly can't even imagine that. But, like, uh, it's funny how, yeah, we're crazy do what we do. But I think it's even crazier to kind of live, uh, unless you really want a simple life of routines. Yeah. Yeah. People people, uh, people uh, lean towards, like, comfort and safety and things like that. You know what I mean, but I think I think that that which is natural, right? I mean, yeah, of course. That's a bit of a, a survival instinct in us. Yeah. To to seek what we know is is comfortable. Yeah. And safety. Yeah. Right. But w- I think that that primal thing is in, in all of us. I think comedians we won't be. You know, we get comfortable at a certain stage. We get comfortable at a certain crowd. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. No, no, no. I, I, do, do you know what I'm going, going no, with this? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the point I'm trying to... I mean, to... it's ever, it's a spectrum, right? Like, on one end of the spectrum, if you're, like, scared to even walk outside because you think you might uh, stumble and, and uh, throw out your back, then you're, you'll won't you be a shut-in. You'll be ordering f- uh, food, delivery food, <laughs> and, and never leave your house. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there are people who do things like ride motorcycle, dirt bike, you know, do flips in the air and things like that. And so everyone's somewhere on the spectrum, right? And it's like, where where do you think is it appropriate? 
because even like the person who has a normal life who's like safety they still like drive they still they still put themselves in danger at times so where do you feel you are in that spectrum i guess i'm closer to the to the crazy side but not by that much i'm somewhere near the middle Hmm. then again somebody who like maybe if you live in uh if you live in South America, maybe somewhere where there's not a lot of cars, I don't know. Maybe in South America there are cars everywhere, I don't know. But let's say you live in like a, you know, you, you have what's what's a normal life in your society, but there's no cars. Maybe you think that if you looked at the freeway out there, you'd be like, well, that's insane. These people are traveling 70 miles per hour, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess we're all, we're used to uh, certain dangers, right? But I don't think it's dangerous. I'm not. Get, I don't get nervous about driving, even though maybe some people think it's dangerous, right? So, where did you grow up again? Almaden, you said. Alameda. Alameda. Yeah. For my bad for fucking that up. What? No, Alameda. Right. Okay. Yeah. And what did your parents do? What did my parents do? Uh, my dad's an attorney, and my mom was a nurse. First, she was a. Uh, she worked like where the babies are born. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't think of the word for that. And now she's, and then she was a pediatric nurse, but she's retired now. That's interesting. Yeah. And your what kind of attorney was your father? He was mostly in workers' compensation cases. Oh, okay. He worked for a union. Uh, I don't know. No. I don't think so. No. no. A union? No. No. Okay. No. He worked for like different law firms. Did you, and you never bother to follow up law? Did your older brother no. did? No, my older brother works for. LinkedIn, he's like a, oh. he's kind of a computer a guy. Okay. And then, uh, and my sister is just like working at like a makeup place. I think she got a degree in psychology though. Huh. But uh, she happy with what she's doing? I think so. Think so. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You don't know. She's a happy person. I don't know if she's happy with work, but uh-huh. you know, how many people are? But yeah, it seems like you, it seems like you had a pretty comfortable living yeah standards like your father attorney your mother was a nurse yeah growing up was I have no complaints hmm. you know just even having a mom and dad you yeah. know what I mean like who, who were you know alive <laughs> is is a privilege right so yeah I have no complaints about my childhood <laughs> that's interesting what? I'm trying to find, I'm trying to see this root of, of of the way you seem to be very chill <laughs> and complacent about life, but at the same time you're not. See, it seems like like you know because you were in music, you're creative, but now you're sitting in front of me and you're all like, yeah, the dream is dead. What? Oh, music? Oh, but anything, comedy, like like. What? Oh no! I, when I said the dream is dead, I was just talking about music. So is, is comedy? an actual like a big thing for you like where would you like to be to take comedy as far as oh just like everybody else it would be great to make it a career but I don't I enjoy comedy now even though I have a regular job like that. I think that's actually one of the good things about comedy is that we have uh, we're practicing it so frequently that it's not like I don't I try to take sort of the the uh the goals almost out of it. To me, the goal is to oh, to just continually come up with jokes and perform well. So I don't know. I'd like to be. I'd like to try to make it a career one day, but 
if I don't, I think it's not like it's it's not like I will have wasted my time. I'm okay. enjoying it now, you know. That's good. Yeah, like I you... try to I try to at least think that way. Maybe not every time. Any maybe some of the people who know me who are listening to this are thinking, "What? He doesn't look like he's enjoying himself at all. He's look he looks grumpy." But that's probably just because I'm like tired or been working all day or something. But I mean, I I really do enjoy it, you know. Hmm. So do you feel like you're grumpy a lot? I think at the open. I think when people see me at the open mics, they probably think I'm maybe grumpy or or other adjectives. I don't know, but. I'm tired a lot. You yeah. See, you ever seen me look tired? Yeah. Yeah. You look tired right now. <laughs> hey, man. You know? <laughs> I fucking work. Yeah. I play hockey. I play music. I play. I do oh, comedy. Hockey. But there's not much time for sleep. No. Yeah. But hockey, you, how long have you been playing hockey for? Since I was 13. Hmm. So, and I think I've taken a couple breaks, but... That's another thing. Just like the music, it's another thing. It's like I play hockey twice a week, and I don't really think about it much when I'm not doing it. But when I'm doing it, it's fun. And Ice or roller? Roller. Yeah. I don't need to fucking get hurt. You know. Big Sharks fan? Uh, I wouldn't. Saw, I wouldn't even call myself a big hockey fan. I love playing it, but I don't really watch it much. So, what's your favorite sport? Uh, basketball. Yeah. Who's your team? I don't actually with I mean I guess I would say the Warriors and then I also root for Arizona in mm-hmm. college basketball but uh you know I just like basketball like my dad my dad would bring me to like high school basketball games when I was a kid and and now we still every year we go see the California state championship mm-hmm. in bas- in high school basketball so I just like basketball That's cool. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's like a family tradition. To watch a, a high school, uh, yeah, comp, uh, basketball tournament. I, th- I think sometimes we get older. It's like you gotta like find reasons to hang out with your family. My brother asked me if I wanted to watch the Super Bowl at his house, and I was like, "What? what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you don't you don't even have? I, th- I didn't even know you had a TV. You don't feel like you're close to your siblings? Um, I, I think I'm kind of close with them. I just don't like spend time with them. I guess. Mm. My mom makes me feel guilty for the time I don't spend with them, but uh, I like I like my family. That's good. <laughs> yeah, like my I love my sister. My sister's the best. So when I go to like my mom's house for like a dinner or something, I'll stay. We'll you know the hours will just go by because afterwards I'll stay just up late talking to my mom and my sister or something like that. Oh, you're pretty close to your mom too. Yeah, my mom's cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. So, if you love basketball more, why don't you play basketball? Um, I did play basketball. Um, I guess I wasn't... Uh, You're pretty good. I remember that one time we uh, uh, won't disclose the location, but we kind of snuck in into that uh, basketball court uh-huh. in Japantown. Yeah. That's an idea, yeah. I, I almost forgot that that happened. Yeah. yeah. It was me, yeah, you, 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 too. You Kyle. Have, you have good form. Yeah. Did I? I don't know. Thanks. I was just... I don't know what the fuck. Sometimes you just assume people like don't have any skills whatsoever, and then you see them do something, and you're like, "Oh, hey, you're good at that thing." So, well, you, you never came off as like we well, never. I never seen you with like a basketball jersey and anything like, like right. that. So I, I didn't yeah. see it, and you're like, "Holy shit, this guy shoots pretty good three pointers." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I played basketball since I was a little kid, and and I played like you know through college and afterwards. I played pickup all the time. 
but I hurt myself a little bit playing basketball, so the I don't really play as much now, and so I'm okay with that because I, you know, I don't need to tear up my body. I'll even look grumpier when you see me at the open mics if I'm hurt. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, what's your uh, what's your approach to a joke? What's your creative process like? I don't know, man. If I I. I try to just do other different things, but you know, I just write. If I come up with any funny idea whatsoever, I, I'll try to write it down and then maybe flip through it later. Sometimes I come up with a joke like while I'm driving on the way to the open mic, and I'm gonna just try it out at the open mic when I get there. But I, I don't really know. I, I can't even remember like the the stuff that the material that I have that you know is the best of my material. I don't even know. I can't even remember coming up with it. You know. I'm like, how did I ever even come up with that? But do you write it down? Yeah, but maybe I just maybe I just wrote down like sort of the root of the idea, and I mean I don't know. <laughs> so what, what, what do you know? What, what, what do, do I know about doing comedy? Yeah. Uh, what do I know? What do I know? <laughs> it's taking you too long to answer that. I, don't, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I just the idea of always of constantly trying to think of funny stuff is is all is one of my favorite parts of being a comedian. It, just having the notepad in my pack in my pocket all the time and anything that comes up, you write it down. I just know that I like that and that it keeps my keeps my mind thinking in a, like kind of a fun way. So I don't know how I end up coming up with the jokes themselves, but. You know, you just take a concept with you on stage and you kind of talk it out. Sometimes, some no, I mean, I think I have the joke pretty much written before I say it, but maybe I'll I'll change it over time and things like that. Sometimes I have just a concept and I'll try to hack through it, but that doesn't usually work out too well, mm. right? It happens. I mean, some people can do that. Yeah. I, I I'm more of like a writer. I've heard people have told me that I have like a writer's approach. You know that they can tell that I'm sort of writing heavy as opposed to someone who who's gonna has has a couple things, but they're more or less gonna fill in the gaps with their natural like conversational skill or whatever it is. I'm not like that. I'm more of a writer comic, right? You know what I mean? I guess. Um, Am I? <laughs> well, you brought up an interesting. You know what? We're so new that it's like you know what what is my style now? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my style in a year will be completely different. Well, it's interesting that you said that you have a writer's approach to a joke. Well, so other people have told me that. How how so is is that different from someone who's normally writing a joke? Um, I don't really know. Like, uh, who would be like a good example? Uh. Like, uh, do you know um, Patrice O'Neill? Yeah. I would say I would consider him to not have his have a writer's approach, but have more of like a have more of like a off the cuff approach. Uh-huh. Because when I watched him, he's like I don't even think he knows. I don't even think he's like trying to get to a punchline. It's like he. I mean, I don't know who knows, but. Uh, I haven't really seen him enough to, to be ed- that ed- educated about him. I just thought of him, but yeah, he's he's just like he's just funny and he has a general opinion and he's gonna he's just gonna do it. He has like topics, but you know, the the other end of the, ex- the of the spectrum would be like Mitch Hedberg, who's like extremely word for word and the the exact word choices are what make the joke. 
I think mm. with some people, it's the concept that makes the joke. With other people, it's like the exact wording that makes the joke, right? Is that, I don't know. I might be talking out of my ass. No, no, I, I think I see where you're going with that. Yeah. And so more word for word. So if you're word for word, is timing a big deal for you? Timing? Yes. Sure. It's a... <laughs> It should be a it should be a thing for every comic, right? Uh huh. So yeah, maybe I'll tell a joke, and if it's not, maybe if it doesn't work as well as I had hoped, maybe I'll think, oh, it sh- I should slow down or, or or pace it differently, or you know, it's funnier if I could get to the punchline faster, things like that. I don't know. Sometimes my timing is horrible because I because I don't uh, if I'm in like in a bad mood or if I'm tired, I can't like turn it on on stage and like I'm just kind of like up there in a bad mood and it's like I'm telling these jokes that really should be said very lively like and I don't do it so do you feel like people are more receptive to that to what to you just you know not not being lively about Uh, it I've felt no I feel like I feel like my worst sets and not just in terms of crowd reaction but how I feel about my performance is when I don't put forth the energy you know that's the to me that's like the worst so but then again, me putting forth energy might look to most people like I'm not putting forth energy, which is okay if it if that's what ends up being funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my energy level is so low to begin with that me putting forth a little bit of energy is about right. Whereas if I don't put forth energy, then I'm really low key, if you will. Mm-hmm. And some sometimes that's not that's not good. All right, Dave, we hit that one hour mark. This is a fun conversation, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you for coming, dude. Thank you for having me. I like the podcast. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I listened to a bunch of the other episodes, and uh, it's. Uh, I think you're doing a good job, man. Oh, thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug in? Upcoming shows, anything like that? No thanks. No thanks. <laughs> you, David Zunoni, catch him at, at, at your local uh, comedy open mic. Thanks, buddy. And showcases. Yeah, showcase tonight, right? I don't know. It's like a booked open mic. I think it's oh. Ray's Hearth. I don't know. Never heard of it. I don't know. If, I don't know exactly. No, but I had to email the girl, and she said I could be on. So I'll see what it is. I don't know how much time I'm doing or anything. Oh, okay. But wish you the best on that one. Thanks, buddy.